Mom's Cafe. Here's your host, Tony Brown. All right, guys. The date today is March 3rd. It's Sunday, 2013. You may notice my voice is a little off. I had, uh, I'm fighting off a cold here. I'm at the tail end of it, hopefully. Um, it kind of started up last, actually last Sunday. Started off with a sore throat, and I thought, eh, maybe it's just allergies or something. But boy, it wasn't. I didn't have the flu uh, or anything like that, so I never had a fever or anything like that. But boy, ugh, just an awful head cold. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact info out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. Or you can go to the website, which is firearmscafe.com. On the right-hand side of the page is a Send Voicemail tab. When you click on it, you will be able to send up to a 10-minute message to me using your computer's microphone. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me for the show. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read out your comments on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website. So please go there and click on those buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. These are all free. Finally, there are the forums at Gun Rights Radio Network, where I have the Firearms Cafe subforum. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey, buddy, what you got there? It's my iPhone. I'm listening to my shows, what's on here. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm pretty good with computers and stuff. So you downloaded them using iTunes? No, I'm using Stitcher. M-O-O-N. That spells Stitcher. Oh. Well, how does it work? I don't know. Magic, I guess. I see. Did Uncle Pete put that on your phone for you? Yeah. I watched Spongebob yesterday. (laughs) He he and Patrick were selling chocolate. Let's talk a little bit about some of the feedback that I've gotten recently. And this has to do with, uh, and I didn't think it would ever be that kind of a hot button issue, but I guess it kind of is. In show number 88, I gave my reasons why. I didn't think that we should use legislation to give privilege to a certain group. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of recap some of this stuff. I don't know how much more show time in the future I'll devote to this stuff. If if you as a listener want to send something in on this, I'll probably just go back and forth with you email wise. Or if you wanted to um, uh, do a audio thing, I'll certainly play it for you on the show if you take the time to do that. Uh, I don't know though how much I would comment on it afterwards. Um, I don't want it to turn into a a thing where we're just on a circular deal with this and and every show I I end up talking about this. But anyway, my 
thoughts on this and, and what I laid out. I guess what we could do is is we need to talk maybe a little bit about the difference between having a position on something and then having an object or objecting to something or or supporting something because of a principle. A position can move. A position can go back and forth or up and down or however you want to say it. And can be subject to compromise. So you may be able to give up a little bit to get a little bit, that type of thing. Uh, and still kind of say, well, that's my position on this. So it's, it's again, it's subject to compromise. Principle won't be subject to compromise. So for me, it came down to an issue of principle, not one of position. And again, that principle is, I don't believe we should legislate special privilege for a group of people, while the rest of us, who are all citizens, are excluded. If the private sector wants to do that, if a business wants to do something like that, I have no problem with it. That's a private business. However, when our government does that, I think it's wrong. And on principle, I can't, it doesn't matter who the group is. It doesn't matter what the group has done. It doesn't matter how noble the group is. And it doesn't even matter whether maybe on a position, I would say, yeah, I could see that that group maybe even deserves Maybe deserves is the wrong word. Maybe I should say that I, I can see where giving them a reward of that would be okay, or I, I wouldn't necessarily maybe object to it. But again, if, if, if I look at what is my reason for, for doing that, so what's the principle behind that? I can't then say, oh, it's okay for group A to get it and not group B. So again, it would be, let's say, if if the and because it was a state bill, let's say the state senate and the state legislature, so the state house, are saying that we're going to get a discount on a certain service because we have this because we're doing this certain governmental job, and the rest of you don't get it. If that were the case, people would be would say no. For me, it's a matter of principle. If if you disagree with it, or if you even if you think my reasons are invalid, you know that's fine. They're my reasons, and you can have yours, and I'm, and I don't begrudge you yours. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to um, read off a couple of of uh, things that I got on here. And uh, this came from, let's see, Julian Mikolajic, M-I-K-O-L-A-J-E-K. I'm sure, he said, I'm sure I said the name wrong. But anyway, it's on Facebook and it's public, so I don't mind saying his, his full name out. He wrote, I just listened to... Your show, number 88, I can't believe your incredibly stupid dissertation on combat vets. After 88 episodes, I've reached my limit. I'm gone, unsubscribed, and unliked. 
Tony, you're just another one of those libertarian wackos, a.k.a. useful idiots, for the DNC. And I wrote back on a little response, not that he'll ever see it, I guess if he's unsubscribed and all that stuff. I wrote back, good for you, have fun calling other people names. You know, so again, it doesn't hurt my feelings or, or make me upset or anything like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of funny. It's kind of, you know, you know when you resort to name calling and things like that, it basically just shows that you don't have any argument. And this guy gave me basically no argument uh, and just resorted to name calling. So now I also got another thing from Josh and Josh wrote in, I disagreed with your opinion, but found your reasoning intriguing. Certainly not reason enough to quit the show. And then I wrote back and said, thanks, Josh. We don't and probably shouldn't agree on everything with everyone. Glad you still uh, are going to listen to the show and that you don't begrudge me my opinion. Uh, And then I got another one from Nathan. And Nathan wrote in and he said, I too took issue with your stance on the hunting license for the military. But after hearing your response in show number 88, I have this question for you. Would you be in favor of completely eliminating the idea of a hunting license altogether, or at least on privately owned land? This would fit into your idea of restoring one's rights uh, of people to be able to use their property however they uh, saw fit, which is one of the main tenets of libertarian principles. And I wrote back, excuse me, I wrote back to Nathan my voice kind of went out there a little bit, and said, Hey, Nathan, if it were up to me, hunting on privately owned land would be between the landowner and the hunters. I don't know enough about current hunting laws to be able to comment on things like, quote-unquote, public lands. It seems that right now, all wild game belongs to the state. If you stocked your own pond, the fish there would be seen as livestock, much like cattle or chickens. But what if you brought in deer or other game? Would they be seen as livestock, or would they be considered as wild game since they're not domesticated? And if you went out and shot one out of season, even if you had brought them in, would you be charged with poaching? Also, if it's okay, and then I, there was, uh, basically I, I kind of did a little bit of a follow-up of uh, the example I gave about the, uh, about certain groups getting stuff. So anyway, uh, and then I said, anyways, even if we don't agree, thanks for the feedback. Uh, so again, there's somebody that disagrees, has a question. I sent it back. Hopefully it answered them. Uh, you know, the idea of, of a hunting license and doing all this stuff, people will, will counter that stuff and say, well, we need that and game needs to be regulated because if, if things aren't regulated with hunting, then the, the certain, certain um, animals would be hunted to extinction. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't know if... If you found people that were abusing that, uh, let's say that let's say that you didn't need to get a hunting license for anything. Let's say if those were gone, uh, or if on private land you didn't need one, and 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 there were no quote unquote seasons anymore for hunting. That if if the landowner said, "Hey, these people can come and hunt on my land," that's fine. If there was a really dramatic negative effect. To that I don't know what the answer is to make sure that a certain species wouldn't be hunted to extinction. 
I like a lot of what Game and Fish does in that they try and be stewards of the land and stewards of, of the animals and try and manage the populations. I don't like the fact that what I've seen in 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 some things is that they're they're sort of becoming even game and fish is becoming militarized as well, uh, which I don't like. Um, if anybody out there either works for game and fish or knows somebody or or has thoughts on on the whole hunting issue, just separate from that, um, go ahead, write into the show or call in. Uh, or record an MP3 and send it to me, and I'll, like I said, I'll play it for you on the show. Uh, now, I also got a um, another bit of feedback from Josh, and what Josh wrote, and this had to be on. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Of course, now it's not showing up. There it is. This is on show number ninety, and Josh wrote in. I just finished this. I really liked it, especially the part about lady shooters being a change in the gun culture. I agree. My wife led the charge. She joined the SAF, which is the Second Amendment Foundation, the NRA, which is National Rifle Association, and she bought an AR-15 all before me. I'm a lucky man. So again, and then I wrote in and said, hey, that's awesome. So thanks for writing in, Josh. I appreciate it. And it ties in with some of the stuff that I was saying on the last show about that if we want to really make strides forward, if we want to go to that next level, we really need to bring women in. And women need to be a part of that gun culture because women have just as much rights and responsibilities as, as we do. They have all the all the same I almost want to say I almost want to say the word obligation. They have the same obligation that we do to be responsible for our own safety. Much like we're responsible for our own health and, and what we put into our bodies, we're responsible for protecting ourselves and protecting our families. And we need to bring women in and we need to make it to where that when you see a woman with a gun on TV or they're talking about her, it's not something that's odd or that's unusual. I've heard in the past sometimes that other women will say, well, it's it's just not very feminine to shoot. Um, it's more of a masculine thing. And, and that kind of needs to change. But I, I talked about that, some of that stuff on the, on the last episode on show number 90 again. But it also brings up something that I've, I've talked about before, which is in the past... And even even to some extent today, probably even to a large extent today, the gun culture is, is primarily seen as male and is primarily seen as conservative and is seen as being exclusive of a, of a lot of groups of people. And my question to some of you guys out there listening is, and this is a question I've asked before, is if you were at a, a, a some type of a policy dinner or a, like a gun rights policy event or if you were at a a Second Amendment Day rally and you saw a group of people that were from the Pink Pistols 
where you saw a group of people that had signs that said something like Muslims for the Second Amendment or if you saw something that said liberal Democrat but proud Second Amendment supporter would you go over and talk to those people? Would you want those people next to you? Would it bother you? Is your first reaction and response one of, oh man, what are they doing here? Or is your first response, hey, there's somebody that's different from me and is treated as an outsider, not only in in Second Amendment culture, but in other parts of the culture as well. And now's my chance to go up and welcome those and make those people feel welcome and understand that even if I didn't agree with maybe some political positions they had or other things, whatever whatever issue you want to want to choose, that at least I, su- I support them and I understand that they're taking responsibility for themselves and their own safety and their own defense and that by doing that, they're probably going to be more open maybe to other things where they say, well, if I take responsibility for my own safety and for my own protection, I should take responsibility for my own health care. I should take responsibility for what I put into my body. And you, you guys know my position. And I know this isn't necessarily, this part of it isn't necessarily gun-related, but my principle is that I believe if you're not hurting somebody, if you're not defrauding somebody, then what you do is your business. And as long as you aren't taking away somebody's freedom or liberty, or again, engaging in behavior that would harm that other person, either physically or emotionally or financially, however you want to say it, then it should be your business. And as long as you're not doing something that, again, I shouldn't be dumping, if I lived by a stream and my neighbor lives downstream from me, I shouldn't be dumping garbage in that stream because that's going to affect him. So I shouldn't be doing things like that. So again, we need to include as many people as possible. And not because, oh, it's going to make the Second Amendment culture stronger, but because it's the right thing to do. If you were a little different, you'd still want to be able to be included in certain groups. Maybe you don't look exactly like the people in that group. Maybe you don't sound them. Maybe you don't have the education that they have. Or maybe you have a lot more. But you still like to be included. You wouldn't want to be excluded because you went to a certain school or did a certain thing. So, again, I'll step off that soapbox. Let's talk about something a little different. Kind of along the exclusion lines. I've seen a lot lately. Companies like, I think I just recently saw a thing from Magpul. I've seen things from... Uh, the root tactical. I can I, I know there's been other ones out there. 
and I think some of you guys maybe know where I'm going with this, but a lot of these companies who are firearms companies or manufacturers are saying things like, well, in your state, if you, as, as the governing body there, are going to limit what your, what your citizens can have, so if you say your citizens can't have a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds, then we're not going to sell it to the government, which means that your, your policing agencies aren't going to get it. We're not going to sell it to them because what you're doing by doing this stuff, in our opinion and in our view, is unconstitutional. And as part of government, what you're supposed to do is uphold and defend the Constitution. And by doing that, you uphold and defend the citizenry. But you're choosing to limit the citizenry. And so therefore, on principle, we're not going to sell to you. So what do you guys think of that? Is that the right thing to do? Is that the wrong thing to do? Then some people would have the argument, well, look, you're punishing the individual police officer out there. And we in the, in the Second Amendment culture know that if you're involved in a lethal force situation where bullets are going back and forth, between you and another party, you want to have as many rounds of ammunition as possible in your firearm. And you want to have a firearm that's capable of being reloaded quickly and that is reliable and all that stuff. And these laws aren't going to stop criminals from either getting these magazines or from modifying their firearms in a certain way. And so what we don't want to do is hinder the people that are out there trying to do that job. And that's sort of, and, and so therefore, these companies should still sell to them. And of course, the other argument was what I had, had basically said before is, well, look, if it's good enough for the everyday citizen to have it, for the everyday civilian, which is what the police are. They're still civilian. And they're all still citizens, no matter whether you're police or military. If that is really all the average citizen needs, then you shouldn't have a problem with your officers only having what the people can have. Because if it's good enough... For the guy who is a baker, it's good enough for the guy who is a policeman. And if you're saying, well, the policeman needs more stuff because there's dangerous people out there who aren't going to obey laws, and the policeman may need that to protect himself, why doesn't that then apply to the baker when those same people who aren't going to obey the laws break into his business or break into his home? Shouldn't he have the same opportunity to defend himself and his family as the police officer. 
So I'd, I'd really like to hear from you guys on that. In, in a lot of ways, I can see sort of both sides of the arguments. But ultimately, I think I fall on the side of the manufacturers who are choosing not to sell. And the message is, look, if you, if you want the police who, again, work for the government, they're the government employees, they're the, 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 the armed arm, so to speak, they're the, the force that will be used against not only the bad guys, but against, in theory, uh, against citizens if, they, if the government is saying you have to turn in that Glock 17. You have to turn in your XD9. You have to turn in your Benelli with that tent with the uh, what is it the eight or nine round tube that they have on it, that shotgun. It's it's a semi-auto. You got to turn that in. Your pump shotgun. It holds too many rounds. It can hold more than five. You've got to turn that in. You can't have that anymore. And if you don't, who's going to come and take those things from you? Who's going to come and put you in a cage? It's not going to be the guy, that lawmaker, who passed that stuff. And I'm not saying, oh, you should, you know, shoot it out and fight it out with the police. I wouldn't wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm not interested in murdering anybody or harming anyone. But these are these are big issues, and there's it's not as black and white as some people would make it out. There's a lot of gray in there. And again, I'd I'd love to hear from you guys, and uh, if you want to do hate mail, I guess that's fine too. I, I I usually don't respond to it. The only reason I read that Julian things out was I I thought that was kind of funny. I thought it was funny that it took him 88 shows of my ramblings to uh, finally become upset enough to quit so uh, but anyway usually I don't read much negative stuff out uh, if if you disagree with me but then give reasons and have have uh, use logic and, and 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 are civil and polite sure I'll read it out I got no problem with that uh, you, you may even change my mind uh, but again you use your arguments using region excuse me reason logic and and from a principled stance so anyway, uh, my voice is about to give out. I'm kind of feeling a little woozy, so I think I am going to uh, call it to a close. I will talk to you guys next time. Take care, everyone. Here we go. One step at a time, don't be living on the line. I don't need a friend. I got more than on the mind. Sunshine in my brain, making everyone complain. Yeah.
I love drugs and drinking and gambling, and my moral compass always points south. Yeah! But during Lent, I repent, and that makes up for the rest of the year. 